episode 24 and we are back with the wet down podcast welcoming in wally green wally welcome to the podcast dude hey man how you doing good i'm sure you're you're in your in your work you're used to doing these kind of zoom podcast interviews by now <laughs> yep 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 so it's great to have you boys uh what about you guys how was your week we got some big news that we're going to talk about this week i know aaron you in particular are pretty excited about this Absolutely, man. We made some moves that are going to help us out. So it's a nice, nice team effort. So thankfully, everybody involved. Thank you. Um, but some cool news is coming up. Kevin, what about you, man? What did you do this week? Uh, just work, man. Really busy. That's that's all I can say to that. Just super busy. Everybody got their stimulus checks. Everybody's ordering stuff online like crazy. But other than that, I mean, I've been just chilling. Dude. Good vibes all week. Dropping TVs and PS5s? <laughs> uh, but probably a bunch of hello fresh boxes i don't know you know i i tried hello fresh this past week and it's a scam hello fresh uh <laughs> it's a scam <laughs> oh, like oh, jesus well there goes that sponsor hope <laughs> the amount of servings that you get for one serving is ridiculous like if you have two people and you want two servings you have to order double the amount to make it four in order for it to make any sense at all like you get a thing of chicken it's like 10 ounces it's not even a pound of chicken for two people all right well we're not getting sponsored by hello fresh yep we'll have to see if um zip recruiter or uh someone else so there goes that as well yeah bear girls is still rambling he's still going uh no i need to um i got some big perk not big but uh, I need to shout out my girlfriend here because even when she's mad at me, she is still doing things for me and she is an absolute saint. She was pissed off at me yesterday and today, understandably so, because I'm a dumbass, but I'll leave it at that. Um, and she still calls me, what's all your information? I'm like, what, why? She's like, I found a vaccine. I found an appointment for you to get the vaccine. I was like, sweetheart, I really don't deserve you. She goes, yeah, I know. She's trying to kill you, dude. Sorry, sorry. I had to give her a shout out to that because my dude, my mom has been all over me. She's like, You're not going out anywhere until you're vaccinated. I'm like, Ma, you're vaccinated and I'm 22. What what is the issue here? But regardless, shout out to her because yes, the vaccines, man. Please don't. Oh, no, we're gonna stay away from it anyway. It's fine, no big deal. Well, other big other big news this week from my home state. Uh, I'm I've said before I'm not a big herb guy, but New York just legalized recreational marijuana up to what what was it three grand? I don't know how much. I didn't really care. I just saw that. But I, uh, like was, I don't think it was three yeah, grams. It might have been ounces. ounces? Yeah. I, I, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a weed guy. I don't, yeah. I, I don't I don't do that stuff. Three three grams is I don't know. It seems awfully small to me. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I, but I mean, but I then that'd be cool. that's that's real New York though. If it was just three grams, like we <laughs> legalize weed. Three grams. <laughs> it's a, they have the guy that reads really fast at the end of the radio ads, do all of the disclosure. Yeah. Three grams. <laughs> you know, you don't even hear it. <laughs> so it's just that's the way it works, dude. Maybe, maybe it is ounces, I don't know. But uh, Wally, you're down in Harlem, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's dope out here. Yeah. What's, what's the, how, how's the, uh, how's that feel like in the city? Like, I don't know if you smoke, but 
like if you do um, it's it's actually it's it's actually i mean there's a bunch of reasons why they said they did it one of the reasons is that they say that they're gonna um uh send the tax money into the underdeveloped areas that's what they say i don't yeah. know shit. i think that's bullshit but uh, i think the main i think one of the main reasons they did it was new jersey new, new jersey was like yeah we're gonna legalize and recreation and we're gonna make it recreational and you know if for those of you who are watching who don't know when it's recreational all you need is an id it doesn't matter what state you come from so what's going to happen all the new york is going to just get on the path train in 10 minutes and be in new jersey Dude, so new york loses thing. all that money so i think that's the why same thing in massachusetts like um there's i think three three dispensaries in western massachusetts they said that like 70 percent of their business comes from new yorkers from the capital region where i'm from yeah for sure, this is, for sure. It's wild, man. There is a I mean, uh, uh, dispensary we're, we're, in Greenfield, Mass. That there was like a customer wrote a review saying that he drove all the way from New Jersey just to go pick up in that location. I'm like, well, not no more. But I mean, like you think about it, like Connecticut, get your shit together, man. Like you want all <laughs> these taxes to support your state and stuff like that. Everybody else is doing it. I don't know. It just seems. Nah, dude. We live in a state that's still too fucking prude to do something like that. We have to. We have all the waspy motherfuckers that go, "Oh my god, that's so bad." But they were smoking in the seventies. But that's so bad. Dude, I just can't like, believe how they're how smoking long, horrible shit. <laughs> I just can't believe how long it takes because it's not really a political. It's not a political yeah, issue. No. Like it's a win-win. You get it the is. people out of jail, which costs so much money, uh, for have for just lighting a joint, which really isn't it's not any more harmful than smoking a cig it's probably less honestly way less way less and you're getting all this tax money i don't i don't see a loss in legalizing it i really don't and i mean you think about how much alcohol it's the pharma companies dude yeah dude like you I can watch wait that. i can't be i can't use. be sick because i worked for a pharma company last summer whatever man you don't Big work for them now so you can say like what Epstein. you want yeah uh, <laughs> I had a bunch of money. I would make a warehouse and call it Potco. <laughs> Potco. <laughs> he says Potco. <laughs> oh man, Do, is it Potco or Potgo? Like, which one is it? <laughs> Potco. Okay. No. All right. All right. I don't know, man. Like what, what New York did right was the expungement of the people that were already in, you know, doing time because of it. Like that's, Dude, the, that's, cool, the, that's the cool part yeah, is, is those people. I mean, for some of them, it could be as small as, you know, just being in the car with somebody because of how strict the rules were. And now like these people are like, all right, I'm free. I'm good to go. You know, just because they don't follow the the pop brothers at law, no shout out to them. We're not sponsored by them, but man, those guys have it right. Shut the fuck up Friday is their thing. So I mean, as long as you just shut the fuck up, you're usually okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's what that's that's their motto. So it must work, right, guys? Yeah, really. Um, you never know. You never know. But dude, hockey this week, it's back for us. Dude. I'm, That's I'm the biggest news ever to see Dustin skate. That's, we're going to get to watch Dustin skate tonight. It's going to be great. Dude, I have not Take done anything ankles, remotely athletic like all winter. So it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Like I'm going to be running like up for a minute shift and be gassed. You're going to get to That's be a, a real athlete shift, again. 
he's doing a uh, he's gonna skate tonight and play play 18 tomorrow so i guess we're gonna see how he does he's only gonna get like 12 he's only gonna get 12 hours of sleep from in between too so i guess like we'll see what he does we're doing 18 holes. So early yeah, we're doing 18 what, tomorrow we walked we, we did we did nine holes um not we did nine holes two days ago and and walked and i woke up and like i my ass was so sore so <laughs> that's not a good sign dude well are, are you guys uh skating on ice yeah, yeah. we we play oh. ice hockey okay yeah, dude, yeah. I, should, that's the real you ever want to come you ever want to come skate man i can get you i can hook you up i got a lot of extra stuff so i'm sure well, we can we can outfit you and get you get you out on the ice, dude. You know, there's only like maybe two black dudes in the whole ice hockey league, right? Well, there's more than that, but there's more than that. Yeah, there's quite a few now. There's, are they good? There's way more. Yes, are they yeah, good? they are. Yeah, yeah dude. Subban, Anthony Duclair. Um, well, he got called back Subban? up, right? Yeah, yeah, the other Subban, like, Malcolm Subban. Really? Are they all from like Canada though? Uh. I want to no, say Wayne Simmons is an American, States. right? Darnell he's, Nurse is not, or he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Uh, Green, Greenway. American. Greenway. Yes, you're right. Yep. Duke yeah. Yeah. Greenway. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, I, I, I won't, I won't tell this, this story on the air, but um, uh, Jordan Greenway, my freshman year, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a little part of it. My um, freshman year, my very first Quinnipiac hockey game, we played Boston University, and he played for BU and we just, we would always choose one player just to rag on the whole game. And yeah. he was really good. So naturally we chose him after the first period and it turns, and then he ended up going to the Olympics. He shut you up, didn't he? And scoring in the Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He shut, <laughs> he shut up. you up. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. It was great. I love that. That's great. That's perfect. Speaking man. of sports though, uh, Wally, you're pretty, big in the ping pong field right yeah that's my that's my thing now oh yeah, that's man one thing i can never do i don't have enough eye hand coordination i could teach you don't worry i got you i got you okay good i'm glad they i think the 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 industry professional term is table tennis kevin yeah table tennis oh shit table tennis oh well, here's the thing I know about and it. Dude, but... street ball, street ball is ping pong, bro. That's where they do tricks and shit. All right. <laughs> I, Sorry, actually, I actually I'm like not the making fun of it. I like I, I love table tennis. I almost said ping pong, man. Like I like both. I like playing street tennis and street t- street table tennis street and tennis. tennis. <laughs> street table tennis. <laughs> I like playing it all, man. Where you're switching <laughs> hands like Forrest Gump and you're sitting there you go, you're doing hey, this, like you're looking you to get hitting the speed bag. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, I actually like the word ping pong. I, yeah. I always say ping pong. It's fun yeah. to say. Yeah, a lot of pros, a lot of pros don't say a lot of pros always say table tennis because I don't know. But if, if you ask me, the the best people in the world by far are the Chinese, and the Chinese never said table tennis in their life. They said ping pong. So I mean okay. it's so simple. Their their language when it comes to stuff too is simple. They call, <laughs> they just call it what it is. What is that? Ping pong. Ping pong. Why do you call it that? <laughs> It goes ping pong, ping pong. Exactly. Ping pong. <laughs> you, exactly. Exactly. That's what you get. Like, so what do you what do you expect? I mean, it's so simple. Why not? If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> Dude, I'm so unathletic. Like, I couldn't even I couldn't even play table tennis or ping pong. Like, I was I had my a tooth removed uh, a couple months ago, and I went in for like the pre like appointment, and the doctor took my like vitals and everything, and my resting heart rate was like 
58 or something pretty low. He's like, wow, are you, are you a runner? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the most unathletic person I know, barring yeah. like maybe three. That's okay. That's why you drive race cars and help with that kind of that stuff. That is. That's why, that's why I work on race cars. Wasn't there that movie Balls of Fury? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. As little as I know. Or at least it was. Yeah. I can uh, I I can concur with that. Yeah, I, I do, definitely agree. Do yeah. movies like Wally? Do movies like that? Do um? Do they kind of like? T- do they kind? Do you kind of? I'm trying to think of how to word this. Do they kind of take the? I know they take the piss out of everything, out of like out of the sport or whatever. But do you guys find those funny or kind of insulting or what? What are your guys kind of view on that? So comedy um, man. When when. Uh, when they were having the idea of making this movie, so I actually got contacted by them about this movie. Oh, wow. And um, we, before we have my club spin, we had a, um, a party called Naked Ping Pong. So it was like a huge New York City party that we did in a loft apartment with ping pong tables, alcohol, everything. It was crazy. And so uh, they reached out. And, um, and for me, at the time, because it kind of makes fun of the sport, and made it to like a kind of clown thing. I couldn't, I couldn't be a part of it because uh, my thing at the time was making the sport cool and making it look like a cool sport. Trying to grow it. Like a clowny sport. Yeah. And if I did that at the time, I would have probably been one of the most hated table tennis players in the world or ping pong players yeah. in the world. Yeah. So I like the movie. I think it's hilarious. But at the time, I, I couldn't be involved in it. No, yeah, no, I get that. It's a funny movie. Don't get me wrong. And if and if they did it at this point now, yeah, we did it for sure. I mean, no, dude, hockey, that's, that's that's really funny. Like, if, I mean, you got to make your name somehow. Like, every sport gets that movie though. Like, if your oh, sport yeah. gets that movie, you're considered cool at that point. Like, you think about the Big Green in the '90s when it made fun of soccer. You know, like just in Texas. Yes, exactly. You know, like <clears throat> what? What'd you say, Kevin? Yeah, that was a good movie. There's also the bowling movie, The Big Lebowski. Yep. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's all sorts of stuff. The baseball the, the head mighty, with the bench. The warmers. mighty ducks movies. Like, do you see <laughs> when would anybody that. the the flying V in every single one they go off sides? <laughs> yeah, it's not hockey. <laughs> it's not hockey. <laughs> we were dude, we watched we watched they go off sides. Homies at the top the of the circles two. before he gets the puck. We watched <laughs> the first two mighty ducks this week. And Tanner, my roommate, and I were watching it. Uh, my one of my my third roommate is, or my second roommate's a, a film major, and he hates watching movies with me because I'll always point out things that are like wrong, and I'm like, well, that's like four interferences right there, and he's like, can can you guys just shut up and enjoy the movie, please? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I hate when people like analyze every little detail of a movie. I'm like, you know, it's entertainment for a fucking reason. It's not supposed to be reality, like. I mean, I get it though. I, unless it's unless it's a Borat movie or Sasha Baron Cohen movie, just just we're gonna you can't analyze those movies in any way. Like you know, here's to. I mean, I remember watching The Dictator with Dookie when that came out. Oh Dude, my God. Oh, we lost oh. it when we saw In Loving Memory of Kim Jong Il. <laughs> we were crying. <laughs> like I can't believe he went that far you know to say that in a movie in america it's just wild honestly i feel like that's not even that far for him i feel like that's very on brand 
Well, for I mean, he made him. He made Bruno. So <laughs> I mean, he's so he. There's really no limit for him, and that's 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 some that's some authenticity right there. I guess but, I love those um, movies, dude, so much. So my hilarious. wife hates them. Borat's movie, the the second Borat, it it lived to my standard of Borat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. The only, yeah. I thought the second Borat was so funny. The only thing I didn't like about it was like in the first one, there oh, it was like so it was like 90 percent off the cuff and messing with real people i just like or i just didn't like how the second one didn't have as much of that but i kind of understand it with covid and anything you have to make your own story in that yeah. thing but i i still thought that was that was awesome but we'll wrap it up for right now we'll bring it into the break and we'll be back in one minute with episode 24 of the wetdown this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Raise Marketing. Raise is a full-service digital marketing agency, so if your business needs a fully functional e-commerce website to enable you to start selling online immediately, these are the guys for you. This is your one-stop shop for everything you need. They're the experts that you want on your team. Why? Because they have a proven track record and know what it takes to be successful. Look, if you want to get serious with your business selling online immediately, these are the guys to do it with. They also have a team full of creatives for all of your logo, graphics, and product design needs. Don't waste any more time and visit RaiseMarketing.com. That's www.raisemarketing.com. Help them help you raise the bar. All right, and we are back with episode 24 of The Wet Down with our guest, Wally Green. Wally, welcome back, dude. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing all right. It's a pleasure to have you. We're not, I'm not used to doing this on Friday afternoons. This is this is weird for me. I think it's weird for all of us. No, it feels kind of nice. Yeah, Friday is good. Friday is <laughs> it's a good not day. a bad time, I feel. The sunlight's right. We got some good lighting everywhere for all of us, except for Kevin in a tournament. Like, you won't be able to see him if you open that curtain behind him. But, yeah. you know, it, just the purple. That's really the only thing we'd see. Mm-hmm. It's so bright in there. But, yeah, so yeah. I, I say this every week. I feel like it's becoming my catchphrase. But Wally, uh, this episode's all about you, dude. Tell us your story. Start all um, the way as far back as you want, dude. As far back. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. Um, I grew up with uh, some really severe uh, domestic violence. Where my, my stepfather used to beat the hell out of my mom. Like, have you ever seen Ike and Tina Turner? It was like that kind of level of beat down she used to get punched in the face and stuff like that uh so that actually caused me to just become this crazy little evil kid and I joined the gang at a young age by 13 years old I already had six guns at 13 and um yeah it was just really crazy man I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff and um I was probably I was probably either gonna wind up dead or in jail I mean, that was, that was pretty much exactly the road that I was going down. And um, I, my life was changed through ping pong, which is weird because I hated ping pong. I despised the sport. They had it in my high school. I was playing football and I used to walk through, I remember walking through the lunchroom and there would be some kids playing ping pong. And I used to walk by and say, uh, look at these kids with a short shorts and a stick. Cause they all had like these short shorts on and I would call Fucking them nerds. Stick. Yeah. So, so I, I, I used to, I used to really like bully the kids that played ping pong all the time. And, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I played every sport because playing sports 
was a way for me to not be home. So being part of my gang and playing sports, that just kept me out of the house a lot. So I didn't have to deal with the nonsense that was going on home. And uh, one day I, I got into pool, into shooting pool, and I went and stole a pool stick. So uh, I didn't really steal it. I bought one, but then I switched it out for an expensive one. And yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it was kind of stealing. Okay, man, it's the old switcheroo, dude. You're cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's kind of stealing, but not really. You just and, did, um, you did a free exchange. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You just That's didn't pay term. full price. You got a discount. <laughs> exactly. And so then uh, I went to shoot pool and um, I was shooting pool and I thought I was good. Wasn't really that good. The pool stick was good, not me. So I'm shooting and uh, some, some guy wants to play me for money. And I think, yeah, I can take this guy. I got hustled hard. Got a little bit upset, hit the pool tape, hit the pool stick on the table. The stick shattered. There goes my pool stick. And there were some kids playing ping pong. They had, they had a ping pong table in the pool hall. So I saw some kids playing and I was like, oh man, these guys with short shorts and a stick again. So I wanted to go hit, but it was more of me being a bully. It wasn't like I really wanted to go play with them. I was just pissed off that my pool stick broke. So I went up to them, I was like, yo, I want to get a hit. Right. And so I was kind of asking, but not really asking. And they were like, okay, here. So I took the paddle and out of anger of my pool stick being broken, I swung the paddle and the ball hit the other side of the table. And the guy was like, oh my God, do you play? And I was like, nah, I don't play this. And they were like, you got to go check out this club. There's a ping pong club in 50th Street and 11th Avenue. And I was like, are you crazy? There's a club for this kind of, what do you mean there's a club for this? Like, what are you talking about? It was like, yeah, it's a ping pong club you know it's ping pong it's pool i was like what so um i actually went down there to go check it out because it just sound sounded crazy and when i went there i saw people playing and it was nuts like people were standing behind the table spinning the ball from far along the table smashing it getting it back and i was like yo this is nuts so i had some little interest that man i want to try this but nobody would play with me right because nobody knew me and uh the ping pong world is very clicky so if they don't know you, they're really not going to say, hey, you want to play? So I kind of spent a lot of time sitting there. And I was, and I, and I would ask people, I'd say, hey, yo, can I get a hit? And they'd be like, oh, I'm tired. Or, or um, I got to leave. And then two minutes later, they're playing with someone else. So I would get so tight because, you know, my background, you know, I was like, yo, these dudes don't know who I am. I'll come up and shoot up this whole place. Like, I was just so angry. So, uh an old guy started playing with me and um, he would play with me and I'd get my little hit on and I'd try to play him. He would kill me. Like it'd be bad, like 21, two, 21, three, no chance. Right. So I get upset. I broke a lot of rackets and then eventually I didn't have a partner. And uh, one day this guy, Israeli guy comes up to me, he goes, Hey, do you have a partner? And I was like, nah. And he goes, I'll pay you $20. If you play with me three times a week. And I was like, what? $20. I was like, hell yeah, I'll play out, of course. You know, I sucked, but he's paying $20. So, uh, you know, I, and I could hit. So I was like, all right, you know. So I played with this guy uh, three times a week. Every time I play, he paid $20. And it was really cool, you know. It was fun, it was fun. At the time, it was becoming fun for me. And um, we started talking a lot. And then he was asking me about my family and stuff like that. And I, and, and I told him what was going on. And I told him about how my gang was my family. And that's what I did, you know, we just hung out and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And for him, it was more like a movie. If, if you never met or you, or you don't know anyone who's lived that life, 
it's a movie, it becomes a TV show, right? Because, you know, people can't really understand how, how is it possible for a 13 year old to get a gun? Well, it's extremely possible and extremely easy. And it's pretty much the easiest thing in the world. But if you don't know about that life, for him, it's TV, right? He's like, uh, he's hearing it, but he's not hearing it, right? So um, he, 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 uh, we've been talking and then uh, one day I go to the club uh, to go meet him and a 22 filed on my bag. And so you know, the 22 is about that big, like really small, small gun, uh, fell out of my bag and he saw it. And the look on his eyes was completely priceless. I still, that look I'll never forget because that look, it solidified everything that I had been telling him. Then he understood everything just hit him at that same moment. And his face was like this. And then my face was like this. And I was like, yo, I gotta go. Picked it up and I, and I bounced because you know, I, I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm gonna call police or whatever. And so the first thing I thought was like, damn, there goes my $20. There goes my $20. I lost the $20. I'm not gonna get this pay anymore. It's done. Uh, so two days later, uh, he calls me up and he says, hey, are we still playing, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Cause the $20 was, you know, I was a little cautious because is he trying to set me up? Like, what are we talking here? But the $20 was worth the chance of getting set up. So I was like 20 bucks, we got, it's a hustle, we gotta do it. So I went down to play with him and uh, he, he never, and the funny thing is he never mentioned that. It's almost like he didn't see it. And that's even more, that's even more alarming. Like if he would have said, yo, you know, why are you walking around with that for? That's, you know, that, that I can feel good about that. But if he's not saying anything about it, that's even more alarming. So it was kind of tense because I know he saw what he saw, but he's not even mentioning it. So, you know, what's his mind about? So then he's like, hey, you know, I want you to um, uh, come visit my family. I want you to meet my family. What? like really and uh so he had an apartment in new york city in a house near hunter which is like two and a half hours away from new york and so right in the woods like his house is in the middle of nowhere like you, you go to his house and it's just woods and and he and i was like all right whatever let's go so so he brings me drives me up i go meet his family and they and they like i said they live in this house in the middle of the woods there's like nothing there it's just complete woods and um he has me play with his family, play ping pong. He has a table at his house. And, and, and you know, it's just kind of a weird situation. Like you just saw that I walk around with guns and you bring me to the woods with your family, you know? So it's kind of, you know, I'm still thinking like, all right, this is weird. And then the guy goes, uh, They hey. probably play, play around with guns too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not this family, for sure. This family was, they didn't even watch TV. It, it was almost like Quaker style, like no TV, no sugar. I remember going through the cabinets to look for like snacks. It was like no snacks, no cookies, no nothing. Like they don't eat sugar, straight vegans, no TV. It, 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 was, it was pretty intense. But um, then he tells me, he says, hey, uh, I really want to help you. Um, I have a connection in Germany and I want to pay for you to go to Germany to learn ping pong. And I was like, what? Now, the only thing that I knew about Germany back then was Hitler. I was like, this dude's trying to send me to Germany? Like, like what's going on? You know what I'm saying? But it was still, I was still thinking, you know, what if you guys this? say again? What year was this? This was, uh, let's say, this was, let's see, 2011. This was 2001. 
So this was actually this is insane. This was one. This was literally. Uh, I went to Germany. I, if I remember correctly, was one week exactly after 9-11. That's when I went to Germany. Oh, wow. Yes, I think it was one week. Cause I remember when I went to get my passport, like you had to stand across the street and the soldiers had to come get you to bring you into the building. So um, he, he says he wants to pay for me to go to Germany. And I was like, all right, you know, and, uh, and, and he did. He paid for me to go to Germany. I, I went to, you know, I finally got to leave uh, my hood and I got to leave the country and uh, went to a school in a town called Hanover where uh, this school was a sports school for all athletes. So all these kids, they're good at whatever sport it is, they all live in this school. And uh, I was still this angry kid, although I was on a free trip, but I was still this angry kid. I still didn't like anyone. So um, while I was there, I was trying to be angry, right? I was trying to be upset and just be that angry kid. And uh, there's a term that people use, uh, killing you with kindness. So killing you with kindness is a real thing. And uh, if you've never experienced it, it's, it, 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 it's a mind fuck, excuse my French. But nah, dude, it's, be you, <laughs> you're no, fine. You say what totally, you want. Yeah, it totally messes with your mind. Like, so you wanna be angry and you just want that fuel for the fire, but they're not giving it to you. They're like, hey man, how's America? Oh my God, what happened to America? Oh, America this, oh, you're from New York. Oh my God, we love you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, you need to back the fuck up. Like, and, and they just keep coming. So um, I became really confused. Like for a whole month, I was just, I didn't, I was like mentally like confused and, and, and like, why are these people being so, so nice to me, you know? And um, eventually, like after a month went by, um, something clicked in my head and said, hey, what the hell's wrong with you, man? You're not with your gang. You're not around domestic violence. You're, you're not in Brooklyn. You're not even in your own country. Why are you trying to, 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 uh, keep yourself down and, and 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 you know why 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 are you trying to be angry what's the point and then i just came to my sense and i was like yo this is what doesn't even make sense right now and so then I, I started to that was the start of the change of the way i thought and then i started being more friendly towards the kids and and that, that were there and and they were super nice to me like they, you know they were like just super nice and and uh and that was the start of the change in my life of how I changed from being that crazy kid to, to, to not being so crazy. I mean, the crazy is still in me, but it's, it's not the way it was back then. But that was the start of the change of it. You're like the Mike Tyson of ping pong, bro. Like, <laughs> like you got like your own custody of auto to like take you out of like a really yeah. bad situation and get you out. Like that's, this is, this is remarkable, dude. That's a really I've cool heard, story, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, the fact that like you're able to just i don't know you can impact so many people with what you're doing and i know you've done more of that so do tell, tell us what it's like tell us to, tell us what it's like to go to the hermit kingdom for everybody that doesn't know what it is to go to the what the hermit kingdom you know the one place on earth that you've been that most americans can't go to <laughs> it's the hermit kingdom seriously that's what they call it i didn't know if you knew that they call it no that. i didn't you know that is that what they call it 
Yeah, they, there's a lot of places all over the world called the Hermit Kingdom. You can't <laughs> Americans can't grow there. Like we we not allowed in, and it's there's a reason oh, that for that. Is crazy. <laughs> and we are so. I think it'd be so cool to go, but yeah, please. Yes, I mean for the fact of history, like I'm a history buff. I love yeah. the I love the architecture, the history, but like their history as a people, just. I'm not an expert, but I'm going to tell you that if you read the history books, they were conquered constantly by people. So it makes a lot of sense for them to be the way they are. And I mean, I know that we might not all agree. We don't talk politics and stuff like that, but there's a reason they are the way they are. They just got fed up with everybody messing with them. So Wally, you've been there, (laughs) but tell, tell everybody, well, for everybody that doesn't know what the hermit kingdom is, it's North Korea. Wally's been there. So tell us, tell us a little bit about it, man. Yes, yeah, so um, so through through my uh, uh, table tennis career, you know, I started noticing that that uh, I sort of became like the voice of the sport or an ambassador of the sport. Like, like I I I, I kind of was. Why, why is that? Sorry to well, interrupt. Because, you. Why is that? Well, well, because when I started playing the sport, the sport was like how tennis was a long time ago. Like, you know, it was proper and people were just kind of no emotion and and there were very few emotions and I came when I was like yo that's it baby come on take them down like going just crazy and just like being very boisterous and 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 it was like who the hell is this crazy black dude like yeah so so uh, you know I started realizing yeah. that you know that I was very different than every other table tennis player in the world and um and I started realizing that people actually respected me not because of my skill because everybody was better than me but because of the person I was because I was always real and I was and my character was always real I mean I would walk into the room and the Chinese national team would be practicing and they see me and they say hey Wally they can't even speak English well but they'd be like hey Wally they wave to me right and that's huge because that's like that's like I, I can compare it like let's say you know LeBron James is practicing and you're like on on some like maybe a, a, a college team, but you're but, on a G League team. Yeah, you're, you're on a G League on practice. the bench. On <laughs> yeah, the bench. Man, not even. Not even. And you, and you walk by LeBron goes, yo, what's up? Well, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. So um, so so uh yeah, so then um I I I was really interested in in North Korea, like for a while, just you know what was going on, and, and, and I was hearing a lot. You know, the North Koreans were saying that Americans are the devil and we're evil and Westerners and, and kill all Westerners and all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, I saw online that there was a tournament, a world tournament, and it said North Korea. And I was like, no way, this is impossible. It's on the ITTF, which is International Table Tennis Federation. So it said uh, uh, North Korea tournament. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go there. And uh, Dennis Rodman had just came back recently. So I was like... I, I need I need to go there because I think so Big Bang and Pyongyang was your inspiration kind yes, of thing. Yes, for sure. Nice. Well, <laughs> sort of kind of, yeah. Kind of. Uh, like in a in not not the whole like alcohol no offense to Dennis Rodman, everybody has their demons and his alcoholism yeah. really kicked his ass. But yeah. you know, for for that whole thing, yes, you know, like that's yeah, kind of cool, man. He came back and he wasn't chopped up. So I figured out if he went, I could go too. <laughs> that's how that, that was the basis of it. And then um I saw this tournament and and uh, I figured, okay, you know what? I wanna I wanna do something big this year. So I wanna go to North Korea, and I wanna make a difference. I wanna do a, a world peace diplomacy. 
So there's a, his, there's a big histor historical moment in American history, which is in 1971, America established relations with China through ping pong. It's called the ping pong diplomacy. And um, I wanted to recreate that ping pong diplomacy by myself. So uh, um, I- Change your world point. history, Wally Green. Yes. Oh, not even, dude. For anyone that doesn't know, they portray that in Forrest Gump as well. Forrest yes, is the guy that- exactly. I, I yeah. forgot to say that. Yes, hence you got the movie Forrest Gump. So um, I wanted to do my own historical moment for world peace and North Korea was the perfect place to do it. So I called up the US team and said, hey, uh, you guys got to register me for this competition because as a pro athlete that plays for your country, you can't register yourself. Your association has to register you. So, and they were like, oh, I don't know. I said, no, I'm not asking, I want to go. Like, just make the registration. Everything else I would do by myself. So finally they made the registration and then I tried to contact people from around the world. I said, hey, I'm going to North Korea. I wanna do this uh, ping pong diplomacy for world peace. Uh, let's go. And every single person said, hell no. They were like, nope, I'm not going there. They, they were like, you're gonna die. You're not gonna come back. They're gonna poison you. you know, you're gonna be missing. And nobody would go. Even I tried US team members, hey, let's go to North Korea. Nobody would go. Not one single person. Dude, I would have been on that flight like that with you. I, I think I I I've, I have this like weird obsession with North Korea. I think it's so maybe just because it's like the one I'm a world traveler. Maybe it's because like the one place I can't go. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But I I think it would be so cool to go there yeah. and see all of that. Yeah. And nobody wanted to go. Although there was one person who wanted to go. One person re one person wanted to go so much that he said he would give me $50,000 for sponsorship, right? So this particular dude, he, I met him because we have this club called Spin. It's a ping pong bar lounge restaurant. And next to a club in the building is one of the top model agencies. I won't say the name, but it's a top model agency next to our building. And he was like the head guy at that top model agency. The problem with this guy wanting to go and wanting to give me $50,000 to go was that he's a former Navy SEAL. And that's a no, 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 no. That that would have got me stuck in North Korea, for sure. Yeah, because you would have been, been like, because you you would you would have been a spy. Yes, one hundred percent. And they researched everyone who's coming through, so they would have found out he was Navy SEAL. And and yeah, so so I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. But he 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 listen. He offered. It. He said, "I'll sponsor you fifty thousand dollars." Was there any like? What was, was he trying to like, have you do something like, or was nah, it really, he was just interested in it? Just say, he just say he really wanted to go. I mean, but, but I could probably just had the, the same curiosity as all of yeah, us. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a movie, there's a documentary about that, that you can watch. I think Dookie, I, you might've heard of it. It's about the American soldier that used to work the demilitarized zone back in like the, I think fifties or sixties. And he just decided to walk across and do his own little thing and when he did it, it was it was terrifying like they treated him like a king at first they taught him everything like he said that he defected and he was no longer an american he was a deserter he did all of that and they treated him like a god until he learned everything and then once he learned everything they were like now nah, you're just like common people now so get the hell oh, out snap. and it was only like after and they the treatment he got was like five or six years i gotta find the name of it i'll look it up but they didn't tell you what keep, it was keep, but it's keep wild. going wally because this is yeah really, man keep really going cool. like give us more man <laughs> because really there's so cool. much yeah this is something none of us have heard so go for it yeah so um they they uh they registered me and then um 
it was it was the process. You know what? I'm going to talk about the process. I'll talk about something that I've actually never talked about on anyone's podcast or film before. Because no one asked me these questions. So I'm going to talk about the process because nobody did, asked me. So I never tell them. But it's you, really, you might you might get into this. But did you get any help from the National Association no, outside of registering you? No, no, no. Everything I did myself. I so. That's, that's what we're going to get into, the process. Okay, okay. So the process of this whole thing is the most sketchiest thing ever in the world that you could ever believe. So first, uh, they contact me. Once they get my registration, they contact me by email. Uh, Secretary General contacts me. Hey, uh, we can't wait to have you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you'll have to get your visa in uh, Beijing, which is in China, right? I just came, I just actually just came back from China, so I had to go back. So um, I go back to China, right, to go get my visa. And I have this one wheel unicycle that I usually ride around the place on. And um, they, 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 they said, here's the address, uh, just come at 2 p.m. or whatever. I don't remember the exact time, but let's just say it's 2 p.m. So I leave the hotel, I go riding to find the embassy. So I get to the embassy, right? And I'm riding around the, the whole embassy. I don't find, you know, every embassy in the world has like a big glass door that says welcome, you know, and you know this is where you enter the embassy. There's no, no such kind of door. So it's, it looks like one compound, just weird. And, and it's one metal door where I saw work is coming out of, and that was it. And, and, and so, and so I'm, I'm going around, riding around, I can't find the door. How do you get in this place? I just saw some people come out. And so then I, um, I go and I stand there and the soldier, there's like soldiers that stand right there with guns <laughs> and they're like, they made me go stand across the street. So I was like, what the hell? So I called the guy, says, hey, um, as soon as I called him, he already knew who I was. Oh, Mr. Green. I said, yes. I said, hey, um, I'm at the embassy, but I can't find the entrance to go in. And the guy goes, oh, um, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come out. So I'm thinking he's going to come out to actually get me, right? Like, that, that means that's just normal. That's what people do. They come out to get you, right? So I'm standing across the street, right? And... Uh, the guy, see a guy comes out and he comes across the street. Hi, Mr. Green. Hi, nice, nice to meet you. Oh, hello, nice to meet you. He goes, Can I have your passport? I said, What? I said, You crazy? I'm not giving you my passport. You crazy? And the reason I really wasn't even my, I didn't want to give my passport because I had lost my passport already twice. So if you lose your passport a certain amount of times in five years, they think you're selling it and it will be impossible for you to get a passport at any embassy in the world. That passport has to come from America because I've already experienced it coming from America. So, so I was like, there's no way I could get my passport. I'm not, I said, I'm not giving you my passport. And he was like, he was like, no, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not okay. I don't even know you. Like you just came out of a door, a, a, a metal door, you want my passport. And he was like, don't worry, this is uh, how we do it. I'm gonna go inside and take your passport. I'm gonna make the visa for you. And when it's done, I'll bring it back to you. So I had my phone and I kind of took a picture of his face without him knowing because I really wanted to go to North Korea. So I couldn't like not do it. So I took a picture of his face. He goes in, I get on my wheel. I start riding around, I go get some lunch in an hour. I come back, right? And then I call him, I say, hey, uh, is it ready? He goes, oh yeah, I'm coming out. Now, now picture this scene and how sketchy this looks. Here we are in China. There's a black dude and an Asian dude. Asian dude's coming out, right? Black dude standing here. The Asian dude's handing the black dude a passport and the black dude's handing him cash 
Like that just looks so sus, man. It was crazy. And 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 I got my visa, right? And uh just that whole experience was really crazy. And then it got a little more, then get a little more, we'll get to a little bit more crazier stuff. So then the next step now is that you got your you got your your um your your visa. Now you have to go get your ticket. And you have to get it on the day that you're leaving. So my thing, my day was the next day. So the next day I go to the airport. I try to find the North Korea. I, I took the North Korean airline because I wanted to get the full effect of what it would be to go to North Korea. I could take China Air, right? Because they go there as well, but I wanted North Korean airline. So I can't find the North Korean airline anywhere in the airport. And, and this is a local airport. So, so, so the North Korean airline, it wasn't in the international, it was in the local airport of Beijing. So nobody spoke English and I'm like, yo, I need North Korean airline. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. So it's like an hour. I'm going back and forth. North Korean airline. Everybody's going to I'm crazy. And then uh, finally, somebody said, oh, maybe inside. So I had to actually go inside, uh, uh, you know, after you check your stuff in. And that's where it was. So I go to the desk. I find it. It's called Air uh, Corio. How do you say it? Yeah, Air, go, Air Corio. Corio. Yeah. So, so I go in um, and I go to the desk and I say, it's yes. It's Korean uh, for spirit. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, almost so, is it really i don't I know <laughs> probably i, Sounds like I mean you're uh, ballsy enough for being on in a korean airplane man i don't know <laughs> so keep so, going so, like... so so i go to the front i go to, i go to the uh to where they sell the tickets and i say hey uh i want to go to pyongyang and uh this is my they say let me see your visa i showed the visa and they said okay i think at the time it was like maybe 700 700 US dollars, 790, something like that. And um, I go to take out my card and I'm like, hey, and they're like, no, 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 no. What, what? No, 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 cash only. Yeah, because they want what? the US currency because they want the US currency. Yeah, I said, what do you mean cash? What do you mean cash only? I said, I never bought a ticket in my life with cash. What are you talking about? They're like, no, 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 cash only, but not even US currency, right? Because remember, I'm in China. I don't have US currency on me. I had to go to the ATM and take out 800 US dollars in Chinese money. And if you know what that is, that's a shit ton of like- That's my a million bank, dollars, bro. You know, my, <laughs> bank was, <laughs> my bank was flipping out, like, because it was, it just looks so sus in China money was, and you can't take it out all at once. So it's like two, three, four times. And, and I bring the money, I gave them the cash, they gave me a receipt and they didn't give me a boarding pass. Normally you get a boarding pass, no boarding pass. They said, oh, just go. I said, what do you mean just go? Is it? Let's go. Somebody will pick you up and bring you to your seat. What? So where's the boarding pass? Oh, you don't need it. What do you mean I don't need the boarding pass? So uh, somebody, you go, you start walking, somebody comes, they pick you up and they escort you directly to your seat. So it's right? your minder, dude? He gets a text that comes and gets you right away? It, it's crazy. It, it, was, oh, it was really, man. really like just, and then, and but you know what? I was mentally ready for it because I had watched every documentary there was before I left the country. I knew everything about this country. I knew every weird thing that would happen if it did happen. So I, I, I said, okay, this is part of the whole, okay. So they it. went through your phone and your pictures and made sure like you didn't have nothing going in that you shouldn't they have. They actually do that. They, they do that once you land. So, okay. so when you land, that's when they go through your stuff. That's when but, you're screwed because you can't get away. No, you can't. <laughs> that's why they wait. Yep, yep. <laughs> But when That's... I was on the plane, I noticed something. Every, like, I'm very, you know, 
like from growing up in the projects with all this gang stuff, I'm very aware of everything that's around me all the time. All the, that, that, and that's why I never get into those situations where they say uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time. I, I, I'm very, I'm, I pick up shit quick, like quick. And so I noticed that every person had a little button on their shirt. Everyone had it, right? And I looked at the, I looked at the button and it was either the current leader or, yeah, <laughs> I thought he was putting the current leader. It was, it was, either, it was either the current leader or um, the current leader with, oh no, either the current leader or the past leader and the grandfather or all three of them. And it was a button that everyone had. And I was like, yo, that's so cool. I want to get one of those. So I asked my stewardess and said, hey, uh, that button, can I get one? Yo, she gave me the dirtiest look that I've ever gotten in my life. Like <laughs> really just looked at me like so bad. And I was like, whoa, that's nuts, man. Like that was deep. Like it was, it was like, I'm going to kill you kind of dirty look. It wasn't even like, like, yo, uh, you're an idiot for asking. It was like, I will cut your head off. Like that kind of look. And I was like, all right, this is some serious shit. So anyway, you get to North Korea. And then once you get there, it's uh, 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 somebody picks you up. You know, you have a guide. They're going to meet you immediately. As soon as you come down, they come to you. Hi, Mr. Green, I'm your guide. They're responsible for you. They're like your babysitter to make sure you're not doing no dumb shit. So, so they, they, they just make sure everything is, they take your phone, they take your computer. For sure, they go through it. You don't see them doing it, but they probably are. They, they go through your stuff and then they give it back to you. And then you arrive, then you take, you know, the ride with, 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 the, with the guide and maybe some other people. And then they bring to the hotel. And now, and now you're in North Korea. And, and uh, it was really, really um, just that whole experience of just getting there was, was really pretty intense. I mean, I'm dumbing it down a lot, but it was for me because it's just so much uncertainty, you know? And it's almost like, it's almost like they were trying to make it that there's no trace of you. That's what I was thinking. I was like, holy shit, man, these guys are really trying to make, so if anything happened to me, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Did, did, did you tell like the state, did you like register with the state department that you were nope. going there? Nope. No oh, shit. Zero, zero. The only people who knew I was there was the US team and that was it. Oh my God. I didn't register anything, I just what, went. What year did you go? Uh, the North Korea was exactly, I want to say six years ago. Okay, six wow. Seven, six years ago, yeah. So so didn't register anyone, just went. I, had, had my, I was already in China, had my visa. And, and that's all you need. Once you have the visa, it's, it's fine. And oh, um, yeah, so that's how the whole trip started. Can you, can you just imagine your guide, though? Like the, the flack he gets when he goes home? She, like she. He, could you or she, whatever, whoever was there that was watching you, just, you know, she's, the, the responsibility of that, like, if you do something bad, she's, she's screwed. Dead. She's oh, dead. Yeah. Like, the, like yeah. everything about that is all because of you. Like, you cause, you would cause so much flack for so many people. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure on you because they're going to beat you up too, possibly, allegedly. Oh, so, say that. We so you're there. there, you get there, so. you get to the hotel. Were you staying at the hotel with, like, everybody else who was playing in the tournament? Wait a minute. Did yeah. you stay in the Triangle Hotel, the Pyramid Hotel? Actually, the in Pyongyang, the big, big one that they have that's so, been under construction forever, but it's still so, like so, the so outside so is put together. It, it's black, right? Is that the black one? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's literally the biggest, the biggest, the biggest yeah, building okay. in the city. So, yeah. so, 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 I actually remember that. So when we we're driving through, I asked, 
I saw it and I was like, oh shit. I said, are we staying there? And it was like, oh no. <laughs> they brought us to a different, I, I, I actually don't believe that people actually stay in that hotel. I, I really think that that hotel is just for show. No, it is. I, I, it's, it's empty in the inside. I've, I've, yeah. I've watched I'm those documentaries too. I, they say that it's like empty on the inside. Sure. Because Floor, like the first two floors are pretty, I think. And then yeah. after that, it's just completely empty beams and everything. Well, I mean, the hotel I stayed in was kind of similar. The hotel, like when you first, I, I'm like, I have videos of all this stuff. The hotel, like when you first walk in, it's unbelievable, really. Like, whoa, man, big ceilings, looks really cool. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And even, and even in my video, I'm talking to my phone. I'm like, yeah, I just arrived. It's so beautiful. Wait till you get to the room. The room looked like, I, I, <laughs> have you ever been to a youth hostel? You ever, oh. <laughs> listen, the room looked like a single room in a youth hostel. It was like, you couldn't believe it. Like, and I was in, I was paying top dollar for this too. So I, I, I was freaking tight, man. This shit cost me a lot of money for this room. And I, I thought I was gonna have a like, you know, comfortable bed, big bed. No, it looked like a youth hostel room. So that, so a lot of things there were made to look really amazing. Like it looked amazing from the inside. But then when I got to the room, I was like, yo, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what about the, the whole food? process? Was yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, was the fake food? food on the shelves? What yeah, about yeah, the yeah. food? Oh, man? Actually, so 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 I didn't get to see any of that stuff because I, I opted to not uh, go on a tour. I didn't want to do the tourist thing. And the only reason I'm gonna I didn't ask if you did that. Yeah, the only reason I didn't want to do the tourist thing was because I've already seen it all in the documentaries, and a lot of and a lot of the tourist things are geared towards bashing. Uh, bashing Americans and the Western world, so mm. I, 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 I'm a person that can't sit. I can't sit down for that, and there's no way I would. I, I would flip out, and I, yeah. So, so especially you're there representing the United yeah, States. Yeah, like it, it would just make me really insanely crazy, and and I would start flipping. And I know myself. I would sit for a little while, and it would keep going, and it would keep going, and then I would just explode, and then I'd be probably dead or in jail over there. So. I, I, I opted out to go to any, I didn't want to do any tourist thing. So just every day was me at my hotel, me to the practice hall, me to the tournament hall, me back to my hotel, uh, back to the practice hall and back to the hotel. And that was every day for a week. And that's what I did every day. Like, What like was the months. talent like? Well, like, so when you played them, I mean, you're a competitive guy. So, yeah. and I want, I mean, for the people that, are listening if you watch the the most recent winter olympics the two te- the two the hockey teams were put together so they had a they you know they formed two they made one korean hockey team they put them together and they said that those competitors a lot of the americans when they came back when they played they said that they were fiercely competitive but they were pretty good sports about everything too was it like that for you guys when you played you know ping pong or were they just like kind of like f off you know if you so if you them? um so there was a funny situation, which also no one's never heard about either. Um, when, uh, so when I got there, remember, I'm the only Westerner. There are no Americans. There's no Japanese. There's no Brazilians. There's no English. I'm the only Westerner in this whole tournament. There are no Westerners. It's was it just like Chinese and North Koreans? Chinese, North Koreans, Syrians, uh, uh, Vietnamese. Right, all the countries that America has yeah. an issue with. So, yeah, oh, God. So, yeah, it was crazy. 
So all those kinds. So you don't already out. just stand out. You yeah, stand already... out. <laughs> yeah, and and so I didn't have a practice partner. I didn't have a practice. Who am I practice with? So they, uh, the, my guys said, "Oh, I, I will talk to the North Korean Association." So they got me a practice partner from the North Korean team. And when the guy saw me for the first time, <laughs> oh my God, the guy must have thought I was an alien or something because he looked like this. Like his eyes got big and he was like, and he had to practice with me. So, you know me, I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, I'm like, oh, I acted all crazy. The guy's like, like looking at me. standing there all freaked out. <laughs> Yo, freaked out, like for real. But once I started playing and the guy saw me play, then all of a sudden, it changes. Like I've noticed that when I travel, once I start playing, because if you look like me, it, there's no way you could play the sport, right? There's no way this guy's good. But when they saw me start playing and the dude was like, oh shit. Maybe it's the wildness of culture, man. Maybe like yeah. he's only ever, you think about it. Maybe he's only ever seen or heard of a black man in a book, you know, or yes. on a poster yeah. trying to kill like one of them. He's never seen anybody oh, in real life. Never. So he might not even know you exist. <laughs> Oh, like really? he's only heard of you as a myth, maybe, you know, so <laughs> the propaganda is real. Yeah. yeah no, no. The control. So like, that's God. probably that reaction. Like I can see, like, you know, just understanding some cultures, dude, that, that reaction is probably like, Whoa, yeah, it was. So it's crazy for you to be like, break that bad boy down to just be like, Oh, hug me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, <laughs> hey, what's up, man. He was looking at my, and so we, we got get hugs in America, man. Come here, dude. Let's <laughs> hug. <laughs> So, He's just so, like, get off me. I thought you guys hurt people. You just want well, to love me? Like, oh, hey, don't stab me. Don't stab me. Actually, that's part of the story, what you just said. So, so Really? Um, yeah, no yeah. Yeah, yeah, that comes up. Do it then. Do it. Big Do time. it now. So, so anyway, I practice with this guy and, and whatever, and I get to play my first match. And my first match is against China. And I play, okay, I get my ass kicked, whatever. That's normal. And then I have one more match. And my one more match was against North Korea, right? And I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. This is ping pong Rocky North right Korea, here, guys. North Korea, <laughs> right? And so now remember, the whole point of me going there was to make this difference and to do this uh, 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 diplomacy for world peace. I didn't have a plan to how I was going to do it. I had no idea of how this was going to work. I, I just said, the first thing is just getting there. And if it's meant to happen, something will pop up and it'll happen. So I got to play against a North Korean. Now, when I walked into the, um, by the time I was playing against North Korean, it was packed, like 5,000 people. And you remember, all 5,000 people are North Koreans. That's the only fans. All the fans are North Korean. So me- You were, you were literally the away team, like in yeah. every sense of the word. Yes, every sense of the word. So I'm walking out. So first, uh, the North Korean guy walks out with an umpire, and then I walk out with an umpire, and- Listen, I could feel 5,000 people's eyes on me. Like, I could feel it. It was the most weird, weird feeling because everyone started looking at me. Every, and if you look up, you can see everyone's eyes right on you. And you just feel Jeez. eyes on the body. And I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. So I'm walking out, I'm walking out, I'm trying to be gangster with my walk, but I just feel like this, this is, because I mean, think about it. Suppose 5,000 North Koreans just wanted to flip out and kill a black dude. <laughs> it'd be it. That'd be it. It'd be that. There's no way I could go. And they, so, the news would be the worst suicide you've ever seen. Somehow, exactly. Flip exactly. it on that. Like it's terrible. Yep. So all these Every, everybody in the world would have known your name, though, dude. Yeah, yeah man. You would have been, been the, the most famous ping pong player in the world. 
For real. Yeah. But listen, all these thoughts are going through my mind. Every crazy thing that you can think of is like in my head right now because it's only me. There's no one to protect me. I'm like, so I'm looking at all these people. So I walk in and then we start playing. So once we start playing now, I get to business. Now I'm like, all right, this is business now. We get to turn it up. So I make the first point, boom. And I'm like, yo, you know what I mean? Yo, all right. And uh, every time I made a point, the crowd would go, hmm. This weird sound. So picture five thousand people going, mm, and this weird. It's Korean thing. for no. Maybe, yeah, it's so weird. Like, mm. so I make another point, and then now mm. <laughs> for five points straight, they kept making this sound, and I said it's weird. So then he made a good point, right? So it was five one, and he started going. Everybody started clapping, like like how you see in in the documentaries. It was weird, and then he made another point, and it got louder. Whoa, then he made another point. And that's, yo, it became, it was almost like we were playing the finals of the Olympics. Like, and, 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 and he was the underdog. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts, man. And it got so loud and, and the cheers, it was only 5-3. It wasn't even like the first game yet. And, and I was like, all right, this, this is nuts. And then it got so loud to the point where I couldn't really focus because it was, it was really crazy. So then I stopped. I just stopped and I looked up and I just started laughing. <laughs> I just started laughing, right? And then all of a sudden, people started laughing. The crowd started laughing. And then we played a point, so I'll try this again. I look up again, I start laughing, and then they start laughing again. So everybody was doing what I was doing. And I said, this is it, I got it. This is how I'm gonna make the difference, right here. This is where it starts. I got, I got, I already captured this audience. I'm gonna because kick normally, their ass. That, that's how I'm gonna, that's how I'm gonna bring because, world you know, peace. Normally in their mind. If I could change, you can change <laughs> like some Rocky shit, you know? <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. Do it. And you know, normally, probably what they were thinking is probably I would get angry because normally I would get angry. Like, yo, can you shut the fuck up? Let me play, right? And that's probably what normally would do. But uh, I think when I started smiling, they were like, whoa, you know, this is different. So everyone started smiling. So now I got the whole crowd smiling and all this stuff I have on video too. So I, I, the whole crowd starts smiling, right? And I smile again and they all smile. And I said, all right, I got it. This is it. I'm not going to focus on this match. I'm going to focus on the crowd. So I kept throughout the match, I kept interacting with the crowd and in the process getting my ass kicked and they clapping for him. But the clouds weren't as loud as they were before, right? Because now I think they're kind of like, all right, this dude is not so bad. So um, at the end of the match, he wins the match. And now you have to shake hands, right? And uh, shaking hands is, is uh, it's, it's etiquette. You have to do it. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're the Taliban. Like you have to shake my hand. This is part of the sport, right? So he comes to shake my hand and, he, and you can see he doesn't really want to shake my hand because, you know, we're the devil, we're evil, whatever. And so he, he comes and he... And, and you know how people, you know when people want to shake your hand, but they really don't want to the shake limp hand. hand. Like, want to touch your hand? Yeah, the limp hand. Want to touch your hand? Yeah. As yeah, soon as he did wrist. that, yeah, like this. As soon as he did that, I grabbed his arm and pulled him in and gave him a huge hug, right? And, and people started going nuts. They were like, people started clapping and cheering. And my video camera is facing my back, which is his front, and you see his face. His face is like first. He's like sort of a little bit of like, uh, like, whoa, what's going on? But then he smiles, right? So that was the whole purpose of the trip was to get that one smile because that one smile is not rehearsed and it's not faked. 
is 100% genuine, right? And even, even, if, even if I couldn't change him, I could plant the seed, the seed, that hug was the seed for the rest of his life. And for the rest of those 5,000 people's life in North Korea that saw me that day, they're always gonna remember the day that this black dude with crazy hair from America came and showed them nothing but love with a Face big view. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, so that, that was- Dude, I have goosebumps I right now, dude. I, I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, so then I realized what the whole purpose was and, and, and it worked out and it was like, it, it made the trip worth it. But let's say if I didn't get to play that North Korean, then I would have just went there and Nothing. just like just being there. Yeah, so yeah. everything worked out and uh and 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 I and just be able to plant the seed in people's heads that they're never gonna forget, I, I think was a really, really is definitely the one big and best moment of that trip. Everybody, you gotta know this. I know Wally's talked about it for a little while, but this man is a, he's an accomplished man. He's not just a ping pong player, but he's got some viral TikTok videos. He's got some, you know, viral moments. He he understands some social media and how the power of that can really boost and elevate your status. But Wally, you got your own podcast coming too, right? Because yeah, you're gonna have man. some stories coming out. Can you give oh, us a little? Man. Can you give Listen, us some tips about that or what you're gonna be doing? I I I think. I, want, I think I want to do a podcast. The way, the way I want to do the podcast is going to be, I want to do the podcast as if it was an autobiography book. So I want to talk about my story in different parts, but I want to be able to get into details because sometimes it's so hard to get into so many details, like so many crazy things that's happened in my life, which we never talk about, right? Because mostly it's the ping pong in North Korea, but there's so much other crazy stuff. Like for example, I was a arrested in Japan and held for three months in a cell 23 hours a day for three months. Yeah, for what? what did they arrest you for though? 0.76 grams of weed. 0.76 grams? On the indictment, it says 0.76 grams. Yeah. So this is still like locked up abroad shit. Yeah. Huh? Say again? For, For people like me who don't really smoke or know anything about that, how much weed is that? You can't even roll a joint with it. Dude, you can't pack that into a bowl or a no, bomb. No, it's nothing. It's literally. <laughs> it's like resin. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. It's like him getting pulled over with a roach. <laughs> but that's how serious. So that's, so that's so that's why I tell people, I tell people always, listen, before you go to a country, please research what you can do and what you can't do because your friends won't tell you. I was doing hip hop and all my friends were hip hoppers and they never said they picked, listen, they picked me up from the airport with a car smoking a weed from the airport. I never forget it. They picked me up. And no one ever told me that it is extremely serious in Japan. It's so serious. Yeah. And I went through a trial. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, just to be in a cell 23 hours a day. And, and, and it's not like you're out for one hour. That one hour is part of waking up in the morning taking my tatami mat, because you sleep on the floor on a mat, like it's not even a bed, and bringing up the mat, bringing it to uh, where you're gonna put it away, and then washing your hands, washing your face, brushing your teeth, and then maybe in the afternoon, being able to just stretch for like 10, 15 minutes, and then that evening, uh, going to get your tatami mat. So that's the consist- That's where the hour comes from. It wasn't like I had an hour to like chill. No, I was, I was in the cell for like 23 hours, it was crazy, three so- months. 
correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, did, is so there's probably never any prison riots over there then, right? Or anything like that? No oh, fighting hell. or anything no, like no, that? No. They, listen, they got this shit is... is I feel like they would, man. Like their martial oh, arts is wild listen, and everybody does it. Such a, I tell you something, listen to this. They probably have to, right? Listen to this. When 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 I got sent to the uh the um what they call it I know the Japanese word um uh the, the not not she's mm, I can't think of the word what they call it uh not the investigator the um, the prosecutor the prosecutor so the way they do it, the way they do it is they they interrogate you all the time you, you get interrogated every day and then if you give them something they can use they send it to the prosecutor this is all without a lawyer. They say it to the prosecutor. So, you, so, so you're going to get on the chain gang, the real chain gang, you know, tied up to another person. You're going to get on a bus and go to the prosecutor. Now, you see all the police there. They all have cauliflower air. Every single, every jiu-jitsu artist, single man. police officer there, all the guards, they all have cauliflower air. Every one of them. So no one's acting up, man. <laughs> Makes plenty of sense, dude. How, like, that's how what I was going to say. How yeah, did that get resolved? Like, oh, so, just, was your so sentence just for three months or did they just say, all right, go no, home? No, 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 no. So, so the whole three months was a investigation time because I wouldn't tell them who my, my friends were. That, that was a lot of the problem. Like I would not, they, they kept asking me and I said, I don't know them. And, and, I, and I can speak Japanese. So uh, oh, wow. they, they, would, they would talk in front of me, the, the, uh, um, the, the translator and the police. And they would tell me that the translator is, doesn't work for the police station, but he does. I, because they talking in front of me and they don't know that I understand because I always, I always pretend like I don't understand. So, so that's my survival skills kicking immediately. I'm like, what, 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 what? And, and, and that's, so- That's um, that New York hustler right there. Yeah, you, so, you, so they were smart. talking in front of me. So I was always one step ahead all the time. I, I always knew what was going on. I always knew, how things were going to go down and um event what happened was is uh, i wouldn't tell them and and and, and they knew 100 that i was lying about it because they saw me on the camera hanging out with these dudes and i said i just met them but i'm not going to give up my friends i'm like nah it's not going to happen so uh investigation time then i went through a trial a whole trial and and the way their system is they can hold you 24 days without conviction if they decide to convict you they are gonna um it takes 30 days to get a trial date and once you get that trial date you're gonna go to court then they're gonna sentence you so it's very different than how it works in america in america you get sentenced and you get whatever they decide they want to change that sentence into on that same day in japan you get sentenced they say okay for your for your crime you're sentenced to three years then they send you back to the cell and you got to wait 30 days to go back to get a decision on that sentence, which is crazy because like, if you're not from there and you're here three years, the only thing you're thinking about for 30 days is, oh my God, I'm going to get three years, I'm going to get three years, I'm going to get three years. For 30 days is what you're thinking about. So it's, 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 it's way different. But for, for me, they I mind went fuck. They give you the maximum right there and then they yeah, decide right there. if they want right to make it less. You get it. And you it's go sit in for 30 days and then for me, I went, you know, after 30 days, I went back and then they gave me a probation, which really didn't make a difference because I don't live in Japan anyway. And then wait, and then it gets good. So that was March. That was, that was uh, March 9. So I was released March 9, 2011. And then March 11 was what? 
that huge earthquake in Japan. So I was there for that. And I was like, you know oh what? I'm going to die in this fucking country. For Tsunami, real. man. Jeez, dude. So I was there for that. What yeah, a story, yeah. though. So, yeah, I got all kinds of stuff going on. I got all kinds of all kinds of. This is things. why you're getting your own podcast, man. Yeah, I, I got so much stuff out. Stuff just from traveling around the world, man, to these just craziness that goes on, man, it's insane. Yeah, dude, I was in Japan. Tournament with us. Yeah, 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 it's good. <laughs> dude, I was in Japan. Oh God, I don't know how many years ago, but there was it, we came in the night there was some once in like a generation snowstorm in Tokyo, like. Oh. I guess. Feet of snow. Once it literally, they said it was a once in a generation snowstorm when we c- come in, and we flew into the Tokyo Narita Airport, which is like usually it's like a half hour from the city, but our bus ride was two hours, and we came at night, and we got on the literally the last bus going into into Tokyo, and it took us two hours on what was supposed to be a half hour drive, and. The bus is slipping and sliding all over the road. It's like 1 a.m., 1, 2 a.m. And then they drop us off in the middle of the city at the train station. And we have our suitcases. We're lugging our suitcases through like six inches of snow. The city doesn't know how to clear snow. No, because they don't get that much. So we're pulling it and we end up sitting in a train station at like 2, 3 in the morning. And the, the police are giving us like those, like, you know, like the metal tin foil blankets. Yeah. They're giving yeah. us those to like sleep in and hand warmers. Oh, that's crazy. Finally, the train starts to run at like 4 a.m. We, we get out, we get on the train, we get to the, the stop near our hotel, and we're walking down the road. My little brother must have been three years old at the time. And we can look, it's 4 or 5 a.m., the sun is starting to come up. We can see basically the hotel. And he literally just stops in the middle of the road. There's nobody on the road driving or anything. One of the biggest cities in the world. Nobody's driving. It's literally a ghost town. And this poor kid, we're all of our feet. We're wet. We're tired. We're hungry. My little brother just stops three years old in the middle of the road and says, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going anymore. I can't, I'm done. <laughs> but we, we, oh, we, finally, we finally got back and finished But that is, will always be like my most vivid memory of Tokyo is wow, coming crazy. in, in a once in a generation snowstorm. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really, there's no snowstorms there ever. Yeah. Ever. No, but your, your, your experience was a little more crazy, but, <laughs> but slightly, right. Yeah. J- Japan, Japan, dude. If you want to have a crazy travel story, go there. Yeah, Japan's oh, dope. I-, I like it though. It's one of my. It's, it's one of my. It's one of my top five. Yeah. All right, sure. Wally. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. Anybody? Do we have any final thoughts here before we wrap up? No, uh, no. It's great to meet you, man. No, man. That yeah, man. Definitely. Those stories and everything that you shared. I can't thank you enough. Like that's that's amazing, dude. And. Uh, that- yeah, Wally, you're you're phenomenal, man. I can't wait to. I want to. I can't wait to have you come back. Is there? How can people find you? Really quickly, man. Like, how um, how can anyone find you? I guess the best way is on Instagram. It's Wally Green NYC on Instagram. So that's Wally Green NYC. You can find me there. And that TikTok too, of yours, right? Oh Isn't yeah, yeah. That's thing? Wally Green NYC underscore. All right, all right. Because he's you've got those viral videos. You gotta make sure you, you check those out, everybody. I've been consistent. I've, I've been, I can't say I've been consistent. 
that's really dude. Good. I'm not even on TikTok, and I and a video of me got six hundred fifty thousand views. So what? I'm proud of that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, tell him, tell him, Dustin. Up, Go ahead, I'll, I'll tell him, Dustin. I'll tell this one really quick. So, um, me and my buddy, this was our senior year in high school. We go to military school, so we're wearing like the whole uniform. We literally look like post post um mail mail guys, post office employees, and um we're just we're we've been best friends for four years and we're just giving each other shit the dude's he's a, he's a little bigger than i and so i went up to him and we were just drawing off about something i walk up to him and i look like the nerdiest scrawniest kid like i still do and i walk up to this kid who's taller than me bigger and, and i'm like all right come on like you want to you want to you want to talk let's come on stand up let's fight and just just draw and he like stands up laughs and sit back down and i'm like yeah it's what i thought and then, dude, the comments were hilarious because it was half people calling me like McLovin or something like that. Because I, dude, I look like I do. I look like McLovin. Oh man! It was half people like that, and then half people like, "Wow, he stood up to his bully. Good for him!" Like, bro, you have <laughs> ultimate respect for me. When I, when I'm just, I'm sitting through. I don't That's even have TikTok. Crazy. I'm going through on my girlfriend's phone on her TikTok app, just reading these comments, crying, laughing because they're so. Oh funny. my god, it's funny. Wow, oh my god, but yes. So we have our own little taste of the viral world, everybody. We know some people that have gone viral. We met a guy last night who um, shouted out Mia Khalifa for his 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 viral video was. Um, what did you do to get famous? And all she did was just show her face. <laughs> and he's the, according to him, he's the 58th video down on the bottom there, guys. So oh go, take, go check that out. He's, we know him as well. He, he's not a bad that is guy. Funny. Um, but yeah, dude, everybody knows what she got famous for. But shout out to her if she listens to this. That's <laughs> we gotta get Mia Khalifa on this podcast. Oh, we gotta get her on for show. sure, man. We gotta ask her why her whole country hates us. <laughs> and her <laughs> <laughs> why she can't go back let's ask i mean she's all got right. some wild stories i'm sure all right wally thank you so much dude for coming on this was yeah, man, so thank cool you. especially fun. for me hearing about your north korea trip and everything dude that was so cool thank you thank you definitely fun man. i had a great time all right that'll do it for episode 24 if this is your first time listening don't forget to like comment subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available give us a rating go follow us on social at the wetdown and if you are looking for all of your cannabinoid, is that is that the word? Cannabinoid needs, go check out Thistle Thera. The link is in our Instagram bio. Type in the wet down, get free shipping and 15% off. We get a little kickback and everyone's happy. And there's Delta 8 gummies, everyone. Delta 8 gummies. There's subscription services now. There's all sorts of stuff he's offering and he's helping people out. So check it out. I mean, what might work for you might work for someone else too. So don't be afraid to share the word. All right. Next week, we're at a quarter of a century. We'll have a little celebration for that. Another great episode planned. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week.